Hey, welcome back to the Invictus Performance Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the first part of our chat where Terry Phelan gave us an insight into his experience as a footballer at the highest level and the key factors which played a role in his development as a professional athlete. This episode is a continuation of our conversation with Terry where he gives us an account of the work he is doing currently as the technical director of South United Football Club. From building good habits in the kids at the academy to the implementation of sports science methodology for measuring and tracking athletic performance on a regular basis. Terry further goes on to talk about the adversity he experienced through injury and how he bounced back to complete a 25 year long career in professional football. There's some great stuff here and we're sure that Terry will keep you locked in. Enjoy. And obviously I find myself, you know, in India. My first stint in India was 2009 to 2012 in Goa mm-hmm. at Sesa Football Academy. Great project. Seen a lot of things what needed fixing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first thing I tried to fix was what do you think? Of course. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think was the first thing I tried to fix? What we're talking about. Well, we talked about football. Fitness. 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 Yeah. fitness. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I went in there and fixed. Okay. The fitness. That's yeah. what I did. So you took all of these learnings over the years or was it with someone, no, another I expert? I took all the learnings what I did over the years, and just put it together, together. Yeah. and said to myself, there's a gym there with cobwebs on it. Mm-hmm. How can that be? <laughs> yeah. There's young boys sitting around not doing anything. There's young boys who've maybe failed at school and sitting around, no, no, this can't be right. So we did a pre-season. Mm-hmm. We trained the same time, 4.30. Mm-hmm. We warmed up. We did suppleness. You know, and we and, and that was the that was the base of what we did. We did that for six weeks, all with the ball. Okay. All with the ball. So the that, twenty minute and, that, and that was that was different from what you had done also, right? Because you said that, I mean, football is all you need to do it with the ball. Yeah. And uh, if you look at current training in football, it's like all the fitness work as well is done with the recovery, ball. Recovery, isn't it? A lot of it's now recovery in football now. A lot of it's recovery because now. The players are a big asset. You know, you got you you're you're buying a player for hundred million. It's like going out buying a Ferrari for hundred million. You've got to look after it. You've got to polish it. You've got to clean it. You know. So what I did, I say so. I said to myself, right, first thing I've got to do is what I've got to do. I've got to I've got to get the buy-in from the players and the coaches. Yes, it was difficult. The buy-in from the players. You want to be a football player. You want to be an athlete. So you need to be fit, guys. You know, coaches. So. What, what I started doing is thinking about what I didn't enjoy seeing and then what footballers or athletes liked and enjoyed. Yeah, we did uh, six weeks. We did running with the ball. We did running without the ball. Mm-hmm. But everything was measured. Mm-hmm. And I did it all myself. Everything was time. And then I started educating the coaches. Whether the coaches liked it or not, we started educating them. Because I always thought, if you're fit and agile and quick and strong, and have the ability now with the ball, you can go an awful long way in any sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I brought into there, and you know it was going great. You know, put the programs together, even for the first team. Mm-hmm. Got the first team in the gym. I give them individual programs, players. Mm-hmm. Your individual weights, what you was gonna do, mm-hmm. and then we did collective stuff. You know, uh, 
we did collective stuff, but individual, that's yours, that's yours, that's yours, that's yours. And I'd spend time with the players, talking to them, educating because I was a chief mentor then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and telling them what was good for them, what wasn't good for them. Try to improve the diet. Mm-hmm. You know, the first team players was going out in the morning having no breakfast, mm-hmm. and then expecting to perform for two hours. <laughs> but then the coach didn't understand that he wasn't performing, and then he, he was losing concentration. I said, well, maybe they have to have a nice meal in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because if, they have a, if the last meal was eight o'clock at night, yeah. and then the training at six in the morning, then the next meal's at, uh, you know, half past eight, nine or ten o'clock. How many hours is that? You you're, know? you're faster than you have your blood well, sugar. And well, there's no you're, already, you're already in the starvation yeah. mode. Yeah. So you, your body starts trying to find food to eat itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then what happens? Your performance on the field hampers it. Yeah. I don't understand why that was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you know, and we we try to improve that. Uh, and then I went back to England, got more education. Uh, Went back to clubs, into the academies, mm-hmm. seeing an awful lot was going on in the academy. Going around different places and landing in India. And India's a wonderful place with wonderful people, that's why I'm still there. Yeah. And I went back to England in 2012, I come back out in 2014, joined the Kerala Blasters as a technical director. Yeah. And then started going, all right then, what am I going to do here? How am, I, how am I going to bring it to the next level with the football schools? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? Let's talk about fitness. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, what it takes to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked to the coaches. I had maybe 25 to 30 coaches underneath me. I had five centres right the way through Carola. Nobody had ever done it before. Mm-hmm. Maybe a thousand children with the Carola Blasters. Really, really educating the children. And, and when they come in, I said to the coaches, for the first six weeks, I'm going to take everything i'm going to take all the training okay so i'm going to we'll, 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 what we're going to do it wasn't about me it was about learning mm-hmm. what we're going to try and do is this right we're going to do a nice warm-up okay, okay? dynamic warm-up mm-hmm. but all different types of dynamic ones so mm-hmm. the children in grain so when they get older they can pass it on yeah. then we're going to do our suppleness mm-hmm. and then we're going to do all different different arrays of fast feet so i had younger ones middle and the older ones, it was all split up. Then we're going to get the ball out, and then we're going to play. And that's what I did for the first six weeks, mm-hmm. you know, to ingrain, to set the scene, number one with the players, because it was all different weights and sizes, mm-hmm. chat to the parents, and try and get the parents to educate the, the children on, you know, eating a little bit of fruit, mm-hmm. drinking enough water, you know, putting some cream on, mm-hmm. just, the, just the basics. Mm-hmm. And you could see it developing and changing, and the coaches going, and go on, then developing a program along with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, based on the fundamentals and the groundwork of if you haven't got this here, this base, and I don't mean killing anybody, mm-hmm. if you haven't got this base down at the bottom, you're never going to reach the top. It's not going to support your technical skill and uh, ability in football unless you have the, uh, the abilities, the physical abilities to handle them. Well, it was all about that, wasn't it? It was all about, you know, uh, the physical abilities. Because everybody's different. I'm different from you. You're different from yourself. It's about really looking deep inside and thinking, what was good for me? Could it be good for them? But what I didn't like, I'm not going to bring in. You know, uh, I seen a group of boys the other day running around the field. Yeah. I thought, 
is there nothing else the coach could do? Not, you know, it was another. Is there nothing else a coach could do instead of the kid just running around the field? Mm. And I'll give him a ball. Mm. Why not give him a ball? Why not just do a little short shot? You know, fitness routines with them and, you know, not killing them, but really bringing in, setting the scene. For me, it's all about setting the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set the scene with myself as a young boy. Yeah. It's kind of pulses me there. So, obviously, uh, travelling through India, you know, and, 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 and seeing, and obviously, ISL starting, mm-hmm. and then academy starting up. And I think from the early days when I come into India, I didn't really see a lot. I was in Goa, I didn't really see a lot. But to tell you the truth, the sports science now coming into India is is paramount. Mm. It is to the mm. sports. It yeah. really is. It's paramount now to the sports. And guys are going abroad. Guys are going to Europe. Yeah. Guys are learning more. Guys are taking the ownership a little bit more to learn a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I come into Invictus and everything's in, individualised you know I see people writing things on the boards which I love I'm not I said like I said I wasn't great at school mm-hmm. but I have my coaches writing it on the board so we can see and, and expressing themselves and taking themselves out of the comfort zone and this is what I say here, see here and it's and it's about the, the athlete taking themselves out of that comfort zone mm-hmm. and having the courage to take themselves out of the comfort zone and listen and learn and go home and maybe write down what you've done that day mm-hmm. uh, so I think the sports science in, in India now is is really on the up. There's still a lot of learning to do, sure. uh, but it's it's it, it really on the up. What I've seen is you know infrastructures are getting better, mm-hmm. centres are getting better, fitness centres are getting better. If you come down to us, you know they're at uh, SUFCA. We've got a we've got a fabulous hub, a community hub there. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, that was my dream. Mm-hmm. So now, when the children come in now, can I set the scene with them children? Mm-hmm. Can I set the scene with the coaches? Even though it's the football school, we've got a different array of kids. Mm-hmm. It still motivates me to see if I can get that child smiling and go in a different direction with a little bit of agility mm-hmm. and speed and accuracy and fulfilment. So that's what it's all about. And, and the number one is fun, enjoying yeah. it. You know? no, I, I think also uh, you, you brought into light something that is uh, important that uh, one is with, with the work that you're doing currently with South United Football Club but uh, also you were talking about the enjoyment and fun part if you are actually teaching uh, these various kids different skills um, and they're having fun and, and this, these skills stick let's be honest not everyone becomes a professional footballer no so, but if you are training at an academy, you can still have these skill sets that you know for your entire life. Yes. That can hold you good through keeping you healthy. Yes. Keeping that well-being going. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can uh, speak a little bit more about that and what, what, what your thoughts are on that. Well, yeah. I think you've the nail on the head there. That, uh, you know, it starts off by, you know, your own self-respect, doesn't it? You know, and, yes. and what is good for you and, you know, if we can... Uh, set the scene I keep saying set the scene that's very that's a good word if we can set the scene uh, for them younger children coming in that five year old coming in and, and set the scene with the parents and educate the parents and talk to the parents on a regular basis mm-hmm. the first thing I say to the children when they come in is what did you have for breakfast what did you have for lunch mm-hmm. it's the first thing they say why 
because it's going to help them on the field mm-hmm. because if that young boy or girl is tired they're not going to enjoy it they're not going to have fun because they're going to be tired they're going to be dehydrated so we've got to educate the parents plus I've got to still educate that 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old mm-hmm. to be able to do that so that's what I, that's what I try to do uh, with the students mm-hmm. uh, straight away and, 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 and say to them listen it's not just about being an athlete it's about life in general it's about social skills it's about them social skills and I said, I had a meeting the other day, and it says, and you've all probably heard a story. The first thing I do every morning is tidy my bed. Mm-hmm. First thing I do. Nobody else does it. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it since I was a young boy. Because then that set the scene for my day. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I hate being late. And if I'm late for something, I don't like it, I don't, I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I was late today, and I didn't enjoy it. Because we said it at 9 o'clock, and I didn't enjoy that, being late. Because if I'm late on the football field, we're not winning anything, mm-hmm. you know. So I say to the children now, this is how I set the scene. They come in, maybe they come in 25 minutes before. Yeah. I have a motivation talk with them. Mm-hmm. The cones are put down and say, there's your ball, go and get your ball going outside. So I'm already setting the scene with the children. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they come in the gate, mum, I have to get there because I'm getting an extra 25 minutes work. Mm-hmm. There you go, there's your ball. The ball's your best friend. You've got to love your ball. You know, but at the end of the day, it's about not just about the football, not just about the football field, it's mm-hmm. about life in general. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to be a doctor, a nurse, a carpenter, a welder, a lawyer, a fireman, an astronaut, it's still going to help them, mm-hmm. you know, and that confidence and that motivation, that self esteem, you know, it'll help them if they're prepared to look after themselves put the right food in the bodies, educating the parents in the right manner and in the right way, mm-hmm. you know, because now you have got that modern parent yeah. who is allowing the child to do multiple sports. Mm-hmm. I think there is, I think, you know, you come to different cultures, you know, we all have different thoughts, but I think the culture's changing in India. Mm-hmm. I think, no, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. Not changing, I think it's improving. Mm-hmm. The culture's improving. Mm-hmm. You've got younger folks now who want to go into the sports science field. Yeah the nutrition field, the fitness side of it. You've got gyms opening all over India. You've got mums and dads going, well, if it's good enough for him next door and good enough for him, then I need to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's setting the scene. I'm doing that now with our parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so believe it or not, for the soccer schools, I've even brought in, and I said to the head of the soccer schools, let's bring a little bit of testing in, measuring in. Mm-hmm. For these kids, said, why not? set the scene mm-hmm. because if they want to be a physio later on in life or mm-hmm. a doctor then they've already got that setting them and saying listen you're an athlete you haven't been doing the work you've still got to do the work you've got to do it this way otherwise you're not going to do play or train mm-hmm. so we're doing measuring with the ball yeah. the older kids will do measuring without the ball and with the ball the younger ones will do with the ball mm-hmm. why? because the fun and the fundamentals have got to be there and that's what we're bringing in now, you know. So I'm even doing it at the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. So now I'm setting the scene for them when they come in every eight weeks. They know they're going to be measured and tested. Mm-hmm. And there's also kind of a progression as you as you get older, as you play play a lot longer. You seem to have some progressions in there, so that they have one thing to the next to build upon. Yeah, I, I, you know. 
uh, we've had many, many, many of students uh, who, are, who, have, who have sat with, mm-hmm. and you know, we've we've taken them for you know the testing when I was at Mutu, uh, we uh, <laughs> Mutu Academy Residential. Every boy has to be tested. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. not as well as on the field. But in the hospital and all, yeah. mm. heart measured, <clears throat> lungs measured, stretching ability measured, yeah. everything had to be measured. And that was me demanding that. Mm-hmm. Because when a company's spending an awful lot of money, then we want the best. Yeah. You know, Whether it's getting done now, I wouldn't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was my model. I was encouraged and I encouraged myself to be able to do it. I looked after every boy in the, in the, in the right way, you know. Boys who, whose knees was collapsing, can't mm-hmm. get them walking, whose hips was collapsing. Mm-hmm. How do I do it? How do I strengthen the glutes, the hamstrings up? So I brought certain things in to be able to do that, just like you've got in your gym, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, bands, the kids had never seen bands before, started working with bands. Uh, little uh, the, the trampolines. Mm-hmm. The first time I seen a little trampoline was at Fulham okay. for the balancing. Mm-hmm. I thought I liked that, so I introduced trampolines in. Uh, our fitness side was on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It was all all the apparatus was put out. It was all about if it was doing a balancing day, proprioception day. That's what we was doing. Then they'd go and play. Mm-hmm. If it was doing a little bit of fitness, uh, uh, it would all, it was all put out and it was all measured. Mm-hmm. And I did it all myself. And yeah, I might have not have done that right or this right, but I learned. I went back and learned and relearned. And, mm-hmm. and it's always been with me. Yeah. It's always been with me, guys, yeah, even yeah. to this day now, and I'll probably take it to my next life yeah. with it. And you know, I get goose pimples because I, I see uh, the fitness side of it now, and, and the money what's being spent at clubs on these on, on these athletes. And you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. you just take him. I'd have I'd have a poster in there mm-hmm. of Cristiano Ronaldo and break it all down: his height, his weight, his body fat, you know, mm-hmm. his his jumping rate. Break it all down. Because for me, he is he's the, the, the prime athlete, even now at 36, 37 years of age, yeah. who is absolutely at, still at the top of his game, yeah. slatting and all. You know? and, he's, and he's managed to stay on top as well. That's the How do you manage to stay on top? How do you do that? How do you manage? We're talking about it's fitness. Fitness. And I had one injury at uh, Everton, it was 18 months, a little cartilage, and I had other problems because I was coming back too quick, calf injuries, because I was compensating. 18 months and I said to myself, I'm just going to give up, you know, at uh, you know, 30 years of age. And I says, no, I'm going to work hard. I guarantee you, I would have had what I've got in that room there, mm-hmm. I would have been back in three weeks. Yeah. No problem. 18 months later. Mm-hmm. So that, tell, that taught me a, a big lesson, not about myself, about other, other aspects of the, the fitness industry, that it wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there. There was a history at, at, at a certain club where injuries wasn't right. Why wasn't it right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go, let's, let's find out. Let's, let's find the, uh, uh, the solution to the problem. Why it was happening? Mm-hmm. Why was it happening? What was it happening for? And they could never do that. So, you know, for me, it was just, getting that indiv- indiv- individual uh, program built for yourself 
and that's what I try to do now, and that's what I'm doing with the uh, the children now. Coming back a little bit uh, to uh, you were talking about um, at 32 years of age, where you had an 18 month period where you ha we had a lot of issues with some injuries. Mm -hmm. um, I remember discussing a little earlier. At the age 32, you already had had an illustrious career with a lot of laurels. You had already won an FA Cup, mm -hmm. represented your country in um, in the football World Cup. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. You had many of these titles which you've already won, but at that age, I would like to get into a little bit more about the courage. The the, the we were talking about courage and not being afraid to still mm. challenge yourself mm. and still look at getting back on the field. Because yeah. a lot of players may have, may have been just like, okay, I'm 32 years of age, uh, I've played a great career, it's time to retire, go home, and uh, yeah. and and not and not not try to again get back yeah. to playing yeah. with full form. And I think that's a really interesting story. Was it, was, it, was it in the mindset? I had a good attitude of mind. I remember sitting on a bus and the school teacher coming up to me. He says, Terry, if there's anything you're always going to have is a good attitude of mind. So I brought that along with me all the time. A good attitude of mind. You've got to have a good attitude of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and 32 years ago, I'm at Everton. I get a slight cartilage injury. I should be back in three, three weeks. And it wasn't quite right. And it wasn't quite this. And it wasn't quite that. And I never got frustrated. I, you, have, you have to have belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to walk on this earth and have belief in yourself, guys. Because if you've got no belief in yourself, you're not going to be anything. So it says, I've come an awful long way. What can I do? I can take my money and go and sit on the beach. Or I can fight to the last minute and get myself on that green grass where I belong. Mm -hmm. And for me, there was no other way. It was always about getting on that green grass. The fitness regimes was unbelievable. It wasn't even, I don't know what it was. You know, it was three days a week and it was very, very difficult because sometimes you needed somebody to talk to. Yeah. Sometimes you needed to know what was going on, what was wrong with you, what was going on. Yeah, little cartilage injury, that's all I knew. But then what about everything else? What about if this is not right, your glute on your right hand side might not be right, or your calf muscle might not be right, or your hip might be out of place a little bit, mm -hmm. or your back might be a bit just. So you needed to know about all that, and this is science, no? Mm -hmm. You know when you go in, you go and having an operation, they don't just go in and just go off. They, they look at everything else around it. What's caused the problem? Why is it? Why is the problem being caused? Mm -hmm. So, for me, getting back was 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 probably. I wouldn't, uh, it, I wouldn't say it was, it was tough because I'm a tough character and you have to, you have to be built of you know, uh, bricks, I would say. But to get through it, I just said to myself every day, you're doing something you love. You're getting paid for something you love. Don't let anybody else around you down. If I can get back, then that's down to them people. But you've got to have your own self-respect and all to be able to get back. So, yeah. Uh, I worked every day, three days, three sessions a day, 100 lengths at four o'clock, went home, tired, exhausted, up the next day, did, 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 did. yeah, I had down times where I felt a little bit miserable, mm -hmm. but uh, I had that dream of getting back, and then I went to 
Crystal Palace for three months and I played some of the best football I've ever played. At 32? At 32 years of age. <laughs> uh, would, have been, would have been 30, 30, 30, around about 29, 30, 31. Some of the best football I've ever played. And it was, it was like a breath of fresh air because I've been in the gym for 18 months. What was it like getting back on the field after the... Well, I was, when, I was, when yeah. it was 18 months, I was on and off the field. Yeah, I'd yeah. break down. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know why I was breaking down. Mm-hmm. I was breaking down all the time. It was, it was not nice. But, but you, you, you didn't have nobody there to tell you why you was breaking down and really break it down for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a beautiful feeling. Uh, and then, you know, I could have signed for uh, Crystal Palace, played some wonderful stuff. Beautiful. I remember it now. The, it was absolutely electrifying the stuff I used to used to do. And playing as a fullback and all, being out injured eighty months, mm-hmm. it was the love. It was the love that somebody seen me, they wanted me, yeah. and I was going to give them one hundred and ten percent Stevie Couple. I give them one hundred and ten percent. I wasn't going to let them down because give me the chance mm-hmm. to get back fit, play. I went back to Everton. It didn't quite work out then. I couldn't go to Crystal Palace because of certain reasons, because of finances and that. Uh, from their side, and then I went to Fulham, and that's where now the fitness really did take. And I says, I'm not going back to how I went. And I played, I played again for another two years there, won a championship medal, mm-hmm. uh, really did very well. Then started moving to America and started educating myself again mm-hmm. and New Zealand. But like he says, it's having the the courage to be able to get out of a sticky situation. The sticky situation was, can I get myself back fit after 18 months? And I did. And you know the beauty of it was, I ended up getting called into the Ireland squad again. And that was just electrifying. You know, going away with the lads. Don't forget, when you're out injured for 18 months, you're out the scene, guys. Mm. (laughs) You're out the scene, you know. You know, your your your, uh, your your communication is is broken mm. because you're out the scene. You're out the scene with uh, with, a, with a dressing room. Yeah. You're not in the dressing room. You're in a gym. Mm. You see the lads, but you're not you're not there physically. You're not there on match days. You're in a stand on match days watching the game, and people saying to you, "Why are you not fit yet? Why are you not fit?" Well, I haven't I've got the answers because nobody's told me why I'm not fit. Mm. You know, uh, but getting back into Ireland and going on tour into America was absolutely brilliant. And I just missed out on going to the 2002 World Cup mm. by a hair. But I was upset because I worked so hard and I, I said to the manager, well, can you not just bring me just to pick the cones up and, and put the bibs out? Mm. He says, Terry, if it was that easy, I'd bring you, but you've just missed out. Uh, I know you've been injured for 18 months. I know you've come back after a year and you've done really well, but I didn't really notice you was back. I remember Roy Keane, I was walking down the tunnel, mm-hmm. was playing Man United, and Roy Keane turned around and says, Tell where have you been? <laughs> and that just summed it up, didn't it? Tell mm. where have you been? <laughs> I said, I've been working in the, I was working in the gym for 18 months at Everton. I got back and played against Man United. Uh. I come on as a sub against Man United for Everton. So I knew I was coming back then and it was, it was it was just a great story to just be able to 18 months coming back playing some of your wonderful football like like an 18 year old and then playing coming playing for your country and finishing it off playing for your country yeah. and then going to America and playing at 36 37 yeah. you know it's a very long career you know playing back to back games a Friday at my age Friday and a Saturday 
back to back gig and playing every game all 90 minutes all 90 minutes and extra time if oh. there was back to backs and you'd be travelling five hours but I was made to do that so I was never going to moan I moaned about the trips ah oh, the trips are rubbish but the football I never moaned about once you put me on the field it was, it was, it was just amazing so and that all boiled down to recapping it again looking after yourself and the fitness mm-hmm. as simple as that and learning learning about yourself you know in that psychological corner learning about yourself and then in the you know uh, the strength and conditioning corner the physical corner yeah. if you work on them too uh, you've got a good chance in, in life mm-hmm. you know you've got a good chance in life and uh, it, it, was, it was just it was just some beautiful brilliant moments some dark moments but you say to yourself if you've been dropped down that hole and that rope's been cut short how can you lengthen that rope and get back up out of that hole mm-hmm. and that's what I did and there's an awful lot of uh, uh, chaps who have done the same but they've got the resources now mm. you know they've got the resources now they've got the individualised programme they've got the individualised masseurs dietitians strength and conditioning sports science computers data they've got everything now if you cannot be an athlete now there's something wrong with you <laughs> seriously so, a, lot, a lot of the athletes have a, a lot to be thankful for in the situation that they are in, in right now because there's so much I, out there I think and, 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 and they'd be very ignorant if they didn't learn themselves, yeah. they'd be very ignorant if they didn't want to learn themselves and really get on with it. And then when I went down to New Zealand, it was like in the in, in the you know the uh, sports performance centre, high performance centre, it was brilliant watching, mm-hmm. you know, different array of athletes and watching different techniques and then learning them techniques myself and doing them myself. And then going playing down there at eight or nine games at 41, 42. Yeah. It was absolutely fantastic, yeah. you know. And playing 90 minutes and all, yeah. then pulling an hamstring and being out for another three weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know, age catches up with you, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, and this is what it's all about. If you can set the scene now with, with my students, and when the academy starts, I hope and I wish that we have the best athletes. And I want athletes. Mm-hmm. We have athletes. Mm-hmm. Athletes who can handle the ball. Athletes who've got courage to handle the ball, who want to go and get a ball. And I'm seeing it now in the football school. Mm-hmm. And that's Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's just, these kids have just come in, all different weights. I see it now developing. I see the patterns developing. They might only have turned, but I see that pattern of his turning's a bit sharper. Mm-hmm. His movement of his legs is a little bit sharper. His arm coordination is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, even the younger ones the more tidy you're on the ball because we've set the scene of them coming in for that 20 minutes and it's not just about the ball it's about getting 20 minutes of little fitness getting the heart and the lungs opening mm. that's what it's about yeah. they don't know that it's sort of like a bit disguised fitness yeah. and they're having fun doing it and they're having yeah, fun doing it they're having fun because I could keep them in the stand till 4 o'clock but why would I do that? <laughs> When I've got my own field and I can go boom, 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 right coaches, make sure you, you have to make sure you, and they all come in and it's wonderful to see. So we're setting the scene. Mm-hmm. So they're developing the scene even at that age and they all come. And it's about, you know, having fun. But at the end of the day, no matter what you've got to do, you've got to try and look after yourself the best you can. <laughs> so that just recaps it, guys. You yeah. Know? Uh, 
and yeah, you know, if I could still, I, I still go out there, I still run around with the, 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 the students now, I still mm -hmm. pop in yeah. and do a array of stuff with them, I still, you know, I still want to do that. I still want to do it to them 70, 75, 80 years of age. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Hopefully, the next 25 years, I can still do it. So, you if know? you, uh, I mean, doing a lot of things you can do as long as you can. I'm, I'm, I'm learning an awful lot of, 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 of coming into an institute of like Invictus. And I'm not just saying that, but I'm learning an awful lot. Uh, you learn an awful lot about your body as you get older what's good for you, what's not good for you. Mm -hmm. But I really haven't changed the regime a lot, yeah. you know. Uh, sleep patterns have changed, obviously, because you get older, you don't want to be sleeping, you know, because you maybe I've got you, you, your time left, so you just yeah. want to you want to get up early in the morning and that. But, uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm a lot fitter now. Uh, I can start getting up and, you know, going for my little jobs yeah. and, and things like that. So, like I said, it's about life in general. You finish playing football, you finish being an athlete, you've still got to keep yourself fit. Yeah. You still got to keep yourself fit. Still. At the end of the day, the body is not just a vehicle to carry your brain around. It's it can be a whole lot more. Well, just just life in general. Yeah. India is changing or improving in a big way mm -hmm. with fitness. You see it yourselves. The fitness industry is going through the roof. Venues, uh, you know, projects are getting bigger and better. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, students want to learn more on the medical side. They want to learn more, and that's what's happening now. And I see a big, I see a big movement. I see a real big shift from, you know, uh, eleven years ago. I see a big shift with coaching and all the coach education is getting there. But still, it's not about the coaches just being coaches. The coaches now, you have to have an array of set skills. Mm -hmm. You can't just be a coach and there's a ball. Mm -hmm. You have to know your individual player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to know what's good for them, what's not good for them. You have to know that. As a coach, mm -hmm. yeah, you've got your sports science department, but still as a coach, mm -hmm. make it interesting for yourself to still learn about your player. Because at the end of the day, they're your player. So learn about your, your player. Don't just leave it to the the sports science department, as a coach, still learn about your player, still know what's good for him. So I, I think you were also talking about how at uh, South United Football Club, mm. uh, as technical director, mm. you take it upon yourself to ensure that all the coaches are up to date on not just football skills, but mm. on well, everything else. I think you're right, I think that's that's part of my job, you know, uh, going into a, a wonderful infrastructure, what they've built here in Bangalore, it's going in there and saying to yourself, right, you've got a, you've, you've got a, you've got a clean sh slate. You've got a, you know, you've got a white screen. You've got coaches in there. Right? The first thing we've got to do is educate the coaches. It's the first thing. And if, if we if we do that for coaches and broaden the mind and broaden the vision, then that's when things improve on the field. You know, for me, it's not about winning at the younger ages and that. It's about developing them. To be able to go on in life and be exciting, mm -hmm. it's about fun. But yeah, at SUFC, we're, we're looking at the coaches, we're looking at the different array of skills because everybody's different. Yeah. Every one might be slower than the other to take it in, but then we have to find a way around how can we make it a little bit easier for them. One might be, you know, absorbing it, but then on the pitch they might struggle. So we have to mirror it, you know, to their liking. That's again, 
individualising little things for them, get them thinking outside the box, get them drawing, and that's what we say. Draw, yeah, we'll go drawing, drawing the, you know, the the, the sessions on the, on the whiteboard and being being open and having fun doing it, just like the children and students on the field. So that's what I've tried to do with them, and then educate, you know, different departments. You know, the youth development manager educate him, educate the heads of school department, educate the operations department, educate them on what, what we're doing and why we're doing it, educating the parents. So when you come into our facility, it's a community, it's a hub, it's a home of football. Mm-hmm. But there's life in there, there's fun in there. Not one of my coaches shouts on the on the field. Mm. We speak to the children and the students. We pull them to the side, we speak to them. We encourage them, and that's a set skill which we're working with the uh, the coaches at this present time now. That's something very different from many of the academies mm. I've seen. Otherwise, is that one thing which you said about not uh, not shouting at the kids all the time? You see, if, if the kids are engaged and they're having fun, there's no need to shout. At them. And, and and that's and if, if your your coaches are able to do that, and I'm sure. Uh, with with the, with the inspiration that no, you are no, able to give them. I think, I think you're right there. But at the end of the day, it's what, like you said, it's what you what you entail in that, that, that person. Because that coach, yeah, I might have a family. You know, he, he might have one or two problems. But it's about the person. Mm-hmm. It's about That's knowing the person. Mm-hmm. It's about loving the person and knowing the person. It's not about the just coming to do a coach and there you go out. It's not. It's about learning the person, learning the family, what's behind, which I try and do. And, 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 and learning about them. And learning about my students. Mm-hmm. And looking at that and saying, looking at the families, looking at, you know, the, the person. Where did he come from? You know, what type of family did he come from? Looking at the coaches, where did he come from? Asking them, how was your mum today? How was your father today? So taking an interest in the staff you work around and all. It, it's not I, it's we. It should be we. And I think if you if you if you bring that into your set of skills, there's another uh what was another direction you could go into. You know, I did a lot of motivation speaking in England, I used to go into prisons, uh youth centres and travel around England and, and do motivation speaking. But you've got to know the people you're working with. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm a big believer in if a new coach comes in, I take him for two or three weeks, then I buddy him up mm-hmm. with a coach. Mm-hmm. So that so coach is kind of like a, a buddy or mentoring system. Yeah, so then you buddy it, so then it's, it's catapulted. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it's I've even got the coaches playing five, playing 2v2 games. Mm-hmm. They're also doing their own fitness now. So I brought that into them where I'm saying to them, listen, if, if, if we're talking about being fit, and you've got to start doing fitness. So now one of my coaches leads that. Mm, that's after that's after the day's finished. Oh. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. It all boils down to one thing, you know, uh, having the courage to be able to go out and do it. That's spectacular, David. I think this is we've taken quite a bit of your time and you oh. have really enlightened us on a lot of the aspects that it takes mm. to be a high performer and continue to be a high performer at age 53 mm. uh, not ne- not only in the as a player but as a person as well so if I can do it and you're listening to this guys you athletes out there or just a normal person out there take heed go out there and enjoy it
spectacular Teddy. Thank you for that. This is really sure. inspiring and I'm, I'm sh- we can go on talking for hours and maybe we will do uh, maybe another we'll part ne- maybe, next yeah. time. Maybe we'll do a lot more, you know, on the football side of it and you right. know, we mirror image it uh, yeah. in there, you know, with, with what's going on now in the modern day. That's right. You know, we could maybe do that in the yeah. modern day. I was really personalised for, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the football player. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we, we can do a lot of that because that's what I'm going to be bringing into the academy. Anyway. I think how it's yeah. growing in India as well since we've been well, here for quite gro- some time. I think it's growing in India now. Yeah. I think the ISL mm-hmm. now taking good part and people coming in. I think it's, I think, I, I, honestly, uh, the sports in India now is growing, mm-hmm. sports science is growing, yeah. you know, and I'm a, big, I'm a big believer in it anyway. So other people think, nah, the football players. But as a football player or an athlete, when you're injured, you still need something. Of course. And you better to go to people who are learning it, learning about the body, about the mind. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> Thank you. Super, Daddy.